Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present but not yet fully recognized and you have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is service in the soul part two and I'd like to give some credit to our founder, the founder of Lucis Trust, uh, Alice Bailey. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. Service is the spontaneous effect of soul contact. It is a soul urge, the outstanding characteristic of the soul. In the previous program, we discussed the service of the soul, Uh, What are some of the other aspects of service? Well, I think those people who heard the um, previous program were beginning to get the idea that it has to do with an orientation and an attitude more than an activity. Certainly service, if it's properly um, anchored in um, one's mind and heart, does uh, work out in the form of some kind of action or activity quite often. But the crucial factor is the attitude of um, consciousness. And um, I think to come back to this point one more time might be useful, that the, the right attitude and the right orientation come from an identification with one's group, one's um, place within a larger whole, For the most expanded consciousnesses, this is the whole of life itself. They see themselves as a unit within a much greater life. Uh, But we can start by seeing ourselves as part of a group, a family, a community, uh, a nation, or whatever. Place ourselves within a larger context than just our own little narrow personal separated life. And that's the beginning of the orientation that I'm talking about that leads to service because one is living not just as a, as an isolated unit but as a member of a, a larger whole. And in order to do that rightly, one has to be at the disposal of the well-being of the larger 
grew. And I think it's important to, uh, in that regard, to to realize the, some of the the energies that are involved here, because um, <clears throat> it is primarily a, a soul impulse, and um, that's why uh, it's primary mode for awakening of the heart center, as I think we mentioned before, and it's getting. It's, it's directing one's energies, service directs one's energies outward. And this is the key factor here and why it does open that heart center because it directs your energies away from the little self and the focus on the little self and the me, me, me uh, attitude. And it awakens and broadens that attitude towards uh, the greater whole, towards the needs of something beyond this little self. It might be a, a bit of a surprise to some of our listeners to think that sir, that um, spiritual um, interests, uh, spiritual orientation to life can sometimes work out in quite a selfish uh, type of living. And this is where people who are beginning to awaken spiritually have to be careful because sometimes they end up alienating their family and their closest friends by their excessive zeal to develop spiritually so that they begin to demand uh, time for their spiritual work, their meditation, their study, if they're participating in some kind of study, their classes, uh, their yoga, whatever. It can become quite um, selfish and uh, alienate others. So being oriented toward the spiritual realm doesn't automatically make one a server. And uh, sometimes the best servants are those people who seem very worldly, very grounded in the outer world, but they are living their lives in such a way that they are completely, um, completely oriented toward being useful and helpful to everyone around them. I can remember um, being in uh, a country in Europe once with some co-workers who were very spiritually um, dedicated. And uh, they, want, they were talking about their spiritual practices and uh, sharing their insights of their meditation and study. And then the wife of one of them, who was not particularly spiritually awakened, came. She joined us for dinner. She sat down, lit up a cigarette, ordered a martini and a steak. And uh, she began... <laughs> and she began to talk about her day because she had just come from work. Well, it turned out that she was a hospice nurse. And her husband uh, had a great regard for his wife. And he was telling me how hard she works and how dedicated she is to her patients. And as I listened to the description of this woman's daily life, I thought, bravo, you know, have that martini and steak if it helps you get through one more day helping people make their transition from this realm to the next. So you never know who might be the person who lives a life most in tune with the soul's intention, which is to love and to aid and to evoke the soul in others. We were talking last time about how that's true service, evoking the soul in another. Yeah, it says in the Bailey writings that um, uh, one of the characteristics of a true server is uh, <clears throat> and one who works in response to the law of service. And one of the qualities is 
harmlessness. Uh, the, one of the qualities of a true server is harmlessness. In other words, refraining from uh, acts and, and um, patterns of speech that might hurt another person. And uh, another uh, another characteristic of a true server is, says is a willingness to let others serve as seems best to them. What? Not interfering, <laughs> not being a busybody and trying to micromanage uh, their other person's service. So, but so many uh, people that think their service do just that, including probably some of us. Well, it's it's the beginnings of service. Is the, the intention is there, but the um, the way it is works out uh, is still flawed, and it needs <laughs> some work. <laughs> So uh, it's it's we have to work around with these kind of people too. But they mean well, but they're, they're um, still very focused in themselves. And they're they're looking at another person who might be in need of uh, service, but they're looking at him from the outside as a separated being, and they're observing and evaluating and saying to that person, this is what you need to do, this will cure what ails you, this is what I can see you must correct in your approach to life and all will be well. But the service of the soul looks at the world through the eyes of the one who is suffering or in need. You look out at the world through that person's consciousness, I think. You try to see the world as that person must be experiencing it. And perhaps that enables you to identify enough with the person to really identify the need that uh, might be more hidden, not so obvious, but is in fact what they really must do. I, I was just thinking about identifying need. And um, uh, if you think about the history of service and um how it's changed and how it's developed uh, just in the past uh, 100 years mm-hmm. um, in, in this country in particular. Um, for example, it wasn't until the 1930s that uh, um, government, uh, the, our own government, began to wake up that uh, the people in this country are in dire need of help. And it's then, you know, particularly during the Depression, that they started the Social Security system. And that was kind of an awakening, I think, for our congressman, because since then uh, there's been a tremendous expansion in a willingness of the, of the uh, government to provide services. I mean, um, it, it's out of dire need, and it's we now have not only Social Security, but we have Medicare and Medicaid and uh, a lot of other aid to education. And these are all service orientations that have begun to pervade uh, at the government level. Perhaps it was a growth of the um, sense of uh, responsibility that the community has for each of its citizens. We know that each citizen has a responsibility to the community, but in reverse, the community has a responsibility to its um, most vulnerable members. Maybe that's what was beginning to develop uh, in the Depression, through the suffering of the Depression. And it's probably the tension that has been produced by that Depression, by the Depression that uh, uh, created uh, the soul impact, 
created the, the ability of the soul to make an impact mm-hmm. on human consciousness in this country. Yeah, so often out of extreme uh, difficulty and hardship, something quite beautiful emerges, and maybe that was uh, something that came out of the terrible period of the Depression. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is Service and the Soul, Part 2. And if you'd like to um, explore this topic further, um, this, as all of our shows, uh, this show is based on one of Alice Bailey's books, uh, the title of which is Serving Humanity. And if you'd like to uh, get a discount on that book, well, the discount comes in the form of free shipping. In order to uh, get free shipping, if you order this book, you'd have to mention that you heard the book, uh, the title of the book, Serving Humanity. You heard it on the show, Inner Sight. So if you'd like to take advantage of the uh, discount opportunity, uh, send your check or money order to Lucis, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, that would be a $16 check or money order to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And the title of the book, once again, is serving humanity. Uh, We appreciate the financial support that you've uh, given us in the past, and we certainly need it because that's the way we stay on the air. And um, if you'd like to continue helping us out or if we have any new people out there who would like to help us remain on the air, uh, send all of your donations to Lucis Trust. That's Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, and that's not only large donations, but small donations. Uh, most of the um, most of the money that we get in, in the form of donations uh, that's used for this radio show comes in the form of small donations, but we'd certainly like large donations, too, if you can send them. Uh, you can't imagine how expensive, although it's a very worthwhile station, and we're honored to be on it. It does cost a lot of money. So once again, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And we're continuing our discussion on service and the soul, and uh, I think we have a lot more to say about that. Well, we haven't touched on um, the role or the um, effect of meditation on uh, developing one's field of service. And they do uh, work very much together if one is really um, intent on developing spiritually. Meditation practice um, might seem uh, to some who aren't familiar with it as rather self-indulgent, but it shouldn't be and it doesn't have to be. In fact, meditation itself, the act of meditation, can be one of the most important and useful means of service when it is the wielding of energy for the upliftment of human consciousness. And uh, we can go into that uh, in a few moments, but I'd like to begin this uh, discussion of meditation and service by saying that if one meditates, that doesn't necessarily mean that the act of meditation is going to illumine one's uh, right direction for a field of service. It's not going to shed light on what one should do to become a a server. What it does is meditation reveals the plan of God for our world and it brings about a recognition of the part in that plan 
that one might play, however small. So the the reverse uh, effect is what happens. It doesn't shed light on your uh, glorious field of service if you think you deserve one or merit one. It reveals the plan and the need of the world, and through that recognition you see where you can contribute. And it's a particular type of meditation that we're talking about here. That if This is not the type of meditation that... Um, uh, <clears throat> which is just for one's own personal development. It's kind of using the energies of the soul in a very constructive way to er- irradiate the human consciousness with um, ideas of the plan and the uh, a next step ahead and the ideas that humanity should be manifesting now. So it's it's uh, working with energies, and that's the kind of uh, meditation that we use at the uh, at the Lucis Trust and the Arcane School. And if people aren't familiar with meditation, um, perhaps uh, a way to begin would be each morning as early as possible before the day's activities begin, and the mind becomes filled up with the uh, issues and problems of the day to take a few moments to sit quietly and just to be quiet and then to imagine using your visualization an alignment between yourself as you know yourself to be the personality, the unique individual that each of us is but see that individuality aligned with the soul with the inner self which is our true nature this inner often very hidden being is in fact our true self and to see the the outer and the inner person come into alignment and uh, one and to know them to be one and then in the recognition of that alignment ask or pledge that your resources as an individual your resources of intelligence energy money uh, time be dedicated to the service of that true inner self which has a plan and a direction for your life. Visualize it as if you are facing your true self face to face and offering all your energies, all your time, all your resources to the working out of the soul's uh, plan. And then go about the day's activities. And I think if you do that for a period of time you will find that the day, no matter how ordinary it might be, begins to present you with more and more opportunities to serve and in ways that might surprise you. Little ways, perhaps some big ways. And you have to realize that when you work this way in meditation, you're not working alone because you're part of a large worldwide group uh, of um, people around the world who are also working in meditation in the same way. And uh, together you all form a, a vast network of uh, lighted energy. And it's through this network of light and goodwill that um, the energy of love and the energy of service and the impulse of the soul um, makes its way into human consciousness. So it is a tremendous service from that standpoint uh, it's a new way, perhaps, for some of your listeners to uh, a new way to serve. 
and anybody can do it. You can do it right in the quietness of your home, and you don't have to go out and <clears throat> get busy doing service work. It's a subjective work, right where you are, and it's, it's you uh, linking up with other people in the world and performing a, a very valuable service. It's uh, uh, important, though, if you're going to try this practice, to make a, a rhythmic, persistent uh, application of it, to be as <coughs> faithful as you can in this daily morning link-up with the soul and this offer or pledge of one's resources to the soul. And some people like then to carry out this um, contact with the soul periodically throughout the day. For example, many people make a, a noontime link up with the soul very briefly in the midst of a busy day they affirm to themselves a, a spiritual mantra which says I know O Lord of life and love about the need touch my heart anew with love that I too may love and give and still other people follow this noontime link up with a five o'clock link up with a whole group of servers working throughout the world and there is a mantra which can be said uh, it's rather lengthy to say now uh, but many people do that at five o'clock it's a practice that lots of people have been participating in for years and finally there's the evening review as one prepares to fall asleep you might look back over the day and ask yourself what did I do today that was of service and surely you can identify a few moments, a few words, perhaps a few small actions that served. I don't think that's patting oneself on the back. It's learning to become sensitive to opportunities. And uh, we have the opportunity also of um, sounding the great invocation, too. That's one of the <clears throat> tremendous service that everybody can perform. And, of course, that's the mantram that um, Sarah sounds at the end of every program and uh, if anybody would like a copy of that by the way uh, we'd be glad to send it to them send it to you uh, it's called the great invocation and uh, it, it's another tremendous way of uh, invoking the energies of the soul of light and love and goodwill and bringing those energies into the world and if they would like the mantras I mentioned, the noontime uh, recollection or the five o'clock link up, they can call us and we would be happy to send those mantras to people. These are ways of um, maintaining one's alignment with the soul throughout the day, no matter how busy it might get. It's a kind of spiritual practice that is possible in today's busy world. And it may seem so small, these, these brief moments of link up, but done rhythmically and faithfully over a period of time, they sensitize our consciousness uh, in ways that might surprise you. Absolutely. And it, it's a way of opening the heart. You can bring back to that uh, idea again. It's, it's the ultimate mode for awakening the heart center. If you'd like to um, call us up and get a copy of the prayer or mantra that uh, Sarah said on the air, you're welcome to do so. And uh, in order to acquire the prayer or mantra, that you just give us a call on our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247 uh, or 
NY Lucis, the easy way to remember it is 1866. Think of New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. And once again, also, if you'd like to um, explore the topic that we spoke about today, sir, um, uh, the topic is service and the soul. If you'd like to take a look at it in greater depth, uh, it's based on a uh, book written by Alice Bailey, the title of which is Serving Humanity. And if you mention, uh, uh, if you write a little note uh, that you heard about Serving Humanity uh, on Inner Sight, uh, then we'll give you a discount, which will come in the form of free shipping. So to acquire that book, uh, you just send a $16 check or money order to Lucis. Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?